Get ready for unique, rare, and little-known treasures from the golden age of radio. You're listening to The Amazing World of Radio with Adam Graham. Welcome to The Amazing World of Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Our tribute to Olivia de Havilland continues, and we go to another selection of uh, my Patreon supporters, and Randy uh, suggested we go ahead and do Strawberry Blonde. So we're going to bring you the Screen Guild Theater presentation of Strawberry Blonde, original air date October 5th, 1941, and let's go ahead and take a listen. Theater. Your host, the director of the star's own theater, Roger Trier. Good evening, everyone. Your neighborhood good Gulf dealer and the Gulf Oil Companies welcome you once again to the Gulf Screen Guild Theater. And now, now I want to... Hey, Roger! Oscar Bradley, tell us! Here she comes! Oh. That's Strawberry Plum! Oh. I want my wife! But oh, you did! Going my way, sister? What is your way? Any way she's going... <laughs> yes, there she's here, folks. That Strawberry Blonde, starring James Cagney, Olivia de Havilland, and Jack Carson. Our stars will be on stage in just a moment. And while we're waiting for them, we'd like to say a word about a relative of yours. He's your uncle. He's my uncle, too. And mine, Roger. He's our Uncle Sam. You know, our Uncle Sam is the most important customer car manufacturers are working for today. And since that's so, there won't be so many new cars available. You may have to keep your present car for another year or longer. So make sure your car gets the best possible care. And remember, the better lubrication it gets, the longer it will stay acting and feeling young. So give your car the newest and most scientific lubrication. Gulflex Registered Lubrication. Gulflex Registered Lubrication was developed by experts to give you top-notch protection at no extra cost. The Gulflex man uses not just one or two greases, but six specially developed Gulf lubricants. When Gulf Laboratory research men tested one of these, Gulflex chassis lubricant, they found that it stays in the shackle 30% better and lubricates almost 100% longer than the average of competitive products tested. Yet this is only one reason it will pay you to insist on Gulflex registered lubrication. And at the same time, let the Gulf man protect the engine of your car with Gulf Lube Motor Oil, the finest regular-priced motor oil he's ever sold. For a real money-saving and car-saving team, get both Gulf Lube Motor Oil and Gulflex registered lubrication. And here come the stars onto the stage. In tonight's play, you'll hear Olivia de Havilland as Amy, James Cagney as Biff Rines, and Jack Carson as Hugo Barnstead. And now, Oscar Bradley's music raises the curtain on Strawberry Blonde.
tranquil Sunday afternoon in 1900. Children are playing in the streets. Young couples are blissfully strolling hand in hand. Brooklyn hasn't even heard of baseball. Everything is calm, peaceful, and serene. And in his dental office around the corner, Biff Grimes is murdering his old friend Hugo Barnstead. How does it feel to know you'll never get out of my dentist's chair? Just think, all these years I've been thinking of going after you with a gun. And today you walk right into my house with a toothache. You didn't know I was a dentist, did you, Hugo? Now I've got you where I wanted you for years. No use in struggling, Hugo. Your arms are strapped to the chair. Your mask is over your face. The gas is turned on. Breathe deep, Hugo. What? Uh, yes, Amy, what do you want? Can I come in? No, I've got a patient in the chair. Will you be long? No, no, this won't take hardly any time at all. Well, let me know when you're ready to go for our Sunday afternoon walk. Yes, uh, sure, Amy, I'll let you know. No, you know, this won't take much time. Our account's a big one, but you're going to pay it in full. Remember when it started piling up? It all began that night long ago. And you took me along on a double date with you. Remember that, Hugo? I do. Boy, what a night. Well, it sure is swell of you to take me on this date, Hugo. I'll take nothing of it, Biff. Aren't you my best friend? You never let me forget it. Hey, who smells so gorgeous? You or the horse? Me. It's a little something called Canal Number 5. Oh. Smells prettier than a canal. It's French, and in France, Canal isn't a canal. Oh. Hey, uh, who are the girls? Well, one of them is Virginia. Who? Who? What did you say? Virginia Brush, the strawberry blonde. And, and I'm Hugo Barnstead, the chicken inspector. You mean, without ever being introduced, she made a date with you? Of course not. Virginia's a nice girl. You know it. But? But what? Go on, go on. Well, well, I just happened to pass her on the street today, and she happened to drop her handkerchief, and when I picked it up, she just happened to mention she might be in the park tonight with her girlfriend, Biff. Oh, well, that's a nice little thing. That, I guess. Sure. Uh, shut up and get moving, Beetle Nose. Come on, get up. Uh, I suppose you get Virginia and I draw the girlfriend? Well, naturally, Biff. Didn't I bring the horse? Uh, I bet she's a squab. What's a squab? Well, it ain't no chicken. Oh, I, I think you'll be surprised. Why? Well, I, I bet she's pretty swell. Look here, Biff. Just to show you my heart's in the right place, if she turns out to be a, a squab, I'll let you have Virginia. No kidding? Well, that's different. Come on, hey, Bernie, let's get going. This crime got a date. Hello, Virginia. Am I late? Amy, what kept you? I've been expecting the boys any minute. Well, what's oh. the matter? Is something wrong with me? Didn't you have time to get out of that nurse's uniform? I had plenty of time. But why should I? I'm proud of my uniform. It's a sign to men that women leave, Amy. Just a night. Try to be a woman, not a pamphlet. Why, women throughout the age... Oh, it is a lovely man. That's the first sensible thing you've said to him. <gasps> Amy, look. That carriage up the street. They're coming. When a woman says they in that tone, it must mean men. Don't look at them. Hey, red-headed one, good-looking, in a weather-beaten sort of way. He's yours. But I warn you, Hugo says he'll never amount to anything. Why not? He's a dentist. And an idealist. Oh. 
Hugo's going to have his own construction company soon. He's very smart. Now, don't say a word to them when they pass. Of course, if they say something, we'll say something. And if they don't say anything, we won't say anything? Of course not. That will show them we're good girls and not to be trifled with. Well, then what are we here for if not to be trifled with? <laughs> oh, Amy. Shh. Now, let's pretend we don't see them. Whoa. Oh, boy. Whoa. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, aren't you the young lady whose handkerchief I returned this afternoon? Why, yes. I believe I am. Well, then I believe the circumstances permit me introducing myself. My name is... It's Hugo Barnstead and your friend is Biff Grimes. Amy. Her name's Virginia Brush and I'm Amy Lynn. And I like this. Hugo, did you hear that? Oh, for Pete's sake, everybody, let's cut out the nonsense. This is a prearranged date and we all know it. I have to be back on duty by 11, so let's shake a tootsie. Virginia, you ride in front with Hugo and I'll ride in back with Biff. Well, that's, that's splendid. Allow me to help you in, Miss Brush. Well, yes. Mm. Get in, free thinker. Don't you love the country at night, Biff? There's something about the country air. I like city air. Oh, I wonder what Virginia and Hugo are doing over there. Who cares? You're not a very easy person to get to know, Mr. Grimes. Well, that's the kind of a hairpin I am. <laughs> my my mother was one of the original Duma girls. What'd she play? Second base? I mean, she was a suffragette. Mm, they had bats in their belts. They did not. All right, all right. Nobody's blaming you for your mother. I'm not apologizing for my mother. Oh, listen, do I know your mother? Why get into an argument about her? Excuse me. I think I'll have a smoke. Uh, may I have one, too? Yeah, sure. If you... Hey, don't tell me you smoke cigarettes. Only when I'm bored. Your mother a bloomer girl? You a nicotine fiend that... Are there any more at home like you? I have an aunt who's an actress. Well, that completes the picture. Why, I bet you let a boy kiss you, even if you weren't engaged. He was charming and nice looking, I certainly was. Who mean? Exactly. Well, wouldn't you like someday for a nice fellow to marry you? Not particularly. You, you don't believe in the institution of marriage? An outmoded silly convention. Don't you want a home and, and, and kids? Well, certainly I do, but that doesn't mean that I have to. You don't mean... Ripley. Well, of all that... Oh, here we go! Here we go! Oh, what's the matter, Biff? we got to get out of here. Quick. Well, why should we? She, she's been free-thinking again. <laughs> Why, Biff, she's perfectly harmless. And you take her home. I'm going home with Virginia. <laughs> I'm glad that at last I got to take you home, Virginia. You know, uh, we want to get together more often. I'd love to, Biff, but I'm pretty busy. Um, look, um, let's say three weeks from Wednesday in the park. I think I'll be free then. Oh, gee, thanks. That'll be great. Well, uh... Good night, Biff. Uh, can I, uh, before you go in, would you, uh, that is, would I kiss you? Why, Biff, we hardly knew each other. Oh, yeah, all right. Why, I might lose my respect for you. I'd probably hate myself. Of course you would. Oh, gosh, thanks, Virginia, for saving us. 
I, I guess there's a little of a beast in every man. Well, mother finna rose on me. I'll be seeing you three weeks from Wednesday. I've got a date with Virginia. I've been waiting three weeks for this night. Now, beat it. Well, maybe I've got a date, too. Must be a good one. You all dressed up like Mrs. Astor's horse. Where are the bloomers? Well, if you're ready... Come on! Mind if I sit down? I promise I'll go whenever you want me. No, that will be when I hear Virginia coming. All right. You love Virginia. Say, what business is it of yours? I guess you do, otherwise you wouldn't be angry. Oh, sure I do. Oh, she, well, she's somehow my idea. Biff. Biff, I, I saw Virginia this afternoon. Yeah? And she, well, she asked me to tell you that she couldn't meet you here tonight. You're crazy. She won't be here, Biff. Why not? Because, because at four o'clock this afternoon, she married Hugo Barnstead. Married Hugo? I was a witness at the wedding. I don't believe it. It's true, Biff. They left for Niagara Falls right after the ceremony. But she wouldn't. She couldn't. She did. I'm sorry, Biff. Oh, I don't want your sympathy. Why, girls are like horse cars. There's one coming along every minute. Sure they are, Biff. Mm, I'd like to show her. Wish you weren't such a free thinker. I'd ask you to be my steady. You would? Oh. Well, I'm... Really, not very much of a free thinker, Biff. But your mother was an original bloomer girl. No, she wasn't. Father wouldn't matter. Hmm. Well, what about the aunt who was an actress? Well, she was only an actress in a church play. Uh, I bet you're a fake all around. I bet you never even smoked a cigarette. I, I put them in my mouth sometimes, but I, I never lift them. Oh, my word, such a fool. Oh, no, no. Please don't cry. Everything's all right. You can be my steady. You really mean it? Sure, sure. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, then it's, it's understood, huh? We've got an understanding? Yes, sir. Just remember this, though. No more of this smoking business, lit or no lit. All that boomer and free everything business, none of that either. All right, miss. Would you like to? I just hope Hugo stands too near the falls, gets his feet wet, and catches a good cold. That's what I hope. the dope curtain falls on act one of tonight's play. During the short intermission before we bring you the rest of tonight's story, we'd like to tell you about an unusual name that figured in the news back in the gaslit era of the strawberry block. Well, folks, that name is Spindletop. And although many of you may not recognize the name Spindletop, it's a name that means something to every American. For it was on a low hill south of Beaumont, Texas, 
A hill called Spindletop that the first big oil well in Texas was brought in 40 years ago. That discovery was a great step ahead for the petroleum industry and for America. It contributed much to the revolutionizing of industry and transportation, as well as helping to make life richer and more enjoyable for all of us. This week, there's going to be a big three-day celebration in Beaumont, at which a monument will be dedicated to the men who discovered that oil well. And folks, it's interesting to know that the Gulf Oil Companies trace their origin to this first big oil well, the Lucas Crusher, brought in by the Guffey Petroleum Company, the forerunner of the Gulf Oil Company. Now, since those early days, Gulf has been a leader in developing the finest petroleum products, products that are constantly improved to give you better value. For instance, this year, for you motorists, there's the 1941 Gulf No-Knox gasoline. And this year and every year, there are the special services that you get from your good Gulf dealer that help your car last longer. So for Gulf quality products and for friendly, helpful service, stop at your neighborhood good Gulf dealer. Now the curtain of the Gulf Screen Guild Theater rises on the second act of Strawberry Blonde, adapted for radio by Bill Hampton, and starring Olivia de Havilland as Amy Lind, James Cagney as Biff Grimes, and Jack Carson as Hugo Barnsley. Can you still hear me, Hugo? I don't want you to die until I've tried to add it up the whole debt you've been owing me all these years. All these years, Hugo. The ache you had in your tooth that brought you into my office today isn't half the ache I had inside me when you stole Virginia. Never got over it, Hugo. Even though I married Amy. Breathe deep, Hugo. I've got a whole tank full of gas for you. And meanwhile, let's go on to the next item in our account. That one's in the book when you and Virginia came back from your honeymoon. Remember? You handed me a lot of soft soap. Took me into your company and I swallowed the bait hook, line, and sinker. That very night... Me and Amy were sitting in our little place. You know what day it is? Mm-hmm, Friday. Yes, but it's also our anniversary. A year and a half ago, we were married. If Grimes is too busy to bother with fractions, just think of it. Yesterday, I was just a nobody. Today, I'm the executive vice president of the Hugo Bonstead Construction Company. I guess Hugo knows you're the man for the job. Certainly, I didn't go after it, did I? Hugo, look me up. Well, you always said he was your best friend. Yeah, but you know, I was also taking a punch at him when he came looking for me. And he explained how he felt, you know, sorry and everything, and ended up by asking me to be a vice president. Has he got a desk at the office? I've got a private office and a secretary. Is she pretty? Beautiful. Oh. She hasn't got your personality. <laughs> did you go put your right to work today? Sure, but it isn't what I'd call work. All I did was sign a lot of papers. What kind of papers? I don't know, but they must have been important because you go rush them right out. Oh, well... Just about time to turn in, huh? I've got Di in the white shirt first. I want your beautiful secretary to see you're not being neglected at home. Mm-hmm. Won't take long. Yeah, just a minute. Yeah? Are you Bill Grimes? That's right. I got a warrant for your arrest. Hey, what is this, a joke? No, you'll have to come with me. Well, what for? What have I done? You're vice president of the Bonstead Company, aren't you? Yes, sure, but... That was a Bonstead building that collapsed yesterday. So? A man was killed. I didn't kill him. You signed the orders for the faulty material that caused the building to collapse. Well, how could I? I just started working today. It's a frame. Well, maybe you can explain that to the district attorney. Come along, Grimes. If, if now that you're vice president, don't you think you're... 
Oh, oh, it's all right, Amy. This is, uh, this is, uh, uh, Charlie Brown. How do you do? Is there anything the matter? Oh, no, no, nothing at all. You see, you see, the police department is holding, that is, they're giving a clam break down at Coney Island Wednesday and, or was it Thursday? And, uh, so they asked me to be on the committee. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, isn't it? Awfully nice. I've got to go down there now and, and arrange things. I'll be, uh, I'll be back in a little while. All right, dear. Hey, Tony. Hi, All right, Charlie. Let's go. Sucker out of me again, Hugo. You made me a vice president just so I could sign those papers and keep you out of jail. I got the rap that was coming to you. Four long years, Hugo. I kept reading about you in the papers. The day you were made alderman of the fourth ward, I was made trustee in cell block six. The day I got out, though, there was only one person I wanted to see. That was Amy. I had a hunch where she'd be waiting. The gas lamps were lighted and shone on her face. I had enough to pass Yep, me. Something told me you'd be in the park. I don't know, just something. Mm, nice. Spring. Spring. You glad to see me? You know I am, dear. So you. You all right? Yes, fine. Oh, I would have been all shot to pieces if I hadn't gotten your letters. The thought of you waiting. Yeah. Somehow, somehow. I know. Yeah, sure you do. You always know. Quiet, isn't it? Yes. Well, uh, you have to move to a new neighborhood. All right, dear. All right with you? Wherever you go, dear, I'll go. I think you're the finest lady in the whole world. Yes. But I love you. Well, then, everything's all right. Everything's all right. Mm-hmm. Come on, honey. Let's walk home. So that brings our accounts. Count book up to date, Hugo. Not counting the tough years since then. A jailbird had a hard time making a new start. Now you know how glad I was when you walked in here today with your tooth. Now you know why I strapped you in my dentist's chair and started feeding you gas. I'm going to kill you, Hugo. I'm going to make you pay for all those years in jail. But most of all, for feeding Virginia, the girl I loved. I waited a long time for this, Hugo. And now... Now I'm going to settle our account. Yeah. Huh? All right. Yes, Amy? Answer the door. I can't, Amy. I... You heard what I said. Oh, all right. All right. I'll be right back, Hugo. Finish it. I'm coming. I'm coming. Hello, Beth. Oh, Virginia. Yeah. Virginia. Well, are you going to invite me in? Yes, yes. Yeah, come in. 
Quit staring, will you? You act as though you were seeing a ghost. I think I am. Well, you're not. I may not look so good. I'm not a strawberry blonde anymore, but I'm no ghost. I'm real, live flesh and blood. That's why I sent Hugo here, Dick. You knew it. I was a dentist he was going to see? Sure. I have to have some excitement. I don't look so good, do I, Dick? Well, you look excited and tired. Yeah. Tired of the wreck of the Hesperus I married. Still married to Amy, Dick? Yep. She's stuck in it. Well, Hugo could always take me away from you. And I could always take you away from Amy. I, um, I'd like to see you, Dick. What about tomorrow night? I've got a date with Amy. Day after tomorrow? Still, Amy. Oh. Changed my mind too late, huh, Biff? Well, there's more fish in the ocean, dearie. Have you finished fixing the big baby's tooth? Uh, not yet, uh, but it won't take a minute now. You know, you could give him a little too much yet. I... What? I don't suppose it even occurred to you. You always were an idealist, Biff. Yeah, well, uh, well, wait right here. I'll finish with you, though. Hey, hey. Where, where you been, Biff? I, I had a funny dream, as if I were dying. I guess I fell asleep. Oh, why don't you take care of this tooth? I'm going to. Which tooth did you say it was? Uh, there. That one. Open your mouth just a little wider, please. Uh, what are you going to... No! Hey! Hey, what's the... What's the idea? Oh! You wanted a tooth pulled? Yeah, but I wanted gas, too. Oh, man. How much do I owe you? You don't owe me a thing. I don't understand. All our lives, I was the dope. You were the wise guy. You got everything. I got nothing. What are you driving at? Uh, remember what we learned in Sunday school? Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I still don't understand. I might have been the one married to Virginia. Go on, you go. Virginia is waiting for you in the other room. I'm right here. I heard what you said, Biff. I got it. Well, I didn't. When we get home, I'll explain it to you with blocks. When are you going to stop tackling me? When you stop breathing. Come on. <laughs> well, I'm all dressed, Biff. Are you ready to go walking? Yeah, I'd love to go walking. Here's your hat. Come on. What's the matter, Biff? You realize how lucky I am to be married to you? Oh. Are you feeling all right, Biff? Yeah, I feel wonderful. And I haven't been drinking either. Amy, I've just realized I haven't told you this often enough. I love you, Amy. I think you are the loveliest lady in the whole world. I love your hair, your eyes, your mouth. I love you too, Biff. And Biff... Yeah? <laughs> I've got something to tell you. Mm-hmm. You remember the first date we ever had? Oh, yeah. I thought you were a free thinker and I wanted to be with Virginia. <laughs> and then you asked me if I didn't want to have some nice fellow marry me. And you said you didn't believe in marriage. And you were shocked and asked me if I didn't want a home and babies. And you said certainly, but that doesn't mean... <laughs> now it's all coming true. Yeah? I married the nicest fellow in the world. Of course. Why, you can see it. And you have a home. Mm-hmm. And now, you're going to have... What? You mean... Exactly. Oh, you go! You go! Oh, you go.
Thanks to Jimmy Cagney, Olivia de Havilland, and Jack Carson. You were great. I think our audience ought to know that you, like all the stars who appear here in the Gulf Screen Guild Theater, donated your performances. The money you would ordinarily receive, Gulf has given instead to the Motion Picture Relief Fund to meet its needs and help build a home for those members of the film industry who can no longer provide for themselves. That home is now being built, thanks to the Gulf Theater stars and thanks to Gulf. week, we've got a Gulf Theater Extra Special, a perfect combination of a star and a story that will blend to make one of the finest shows we've ever presented in the Gulf Screen Guild Theater. The story, Booth Tarkington's American classic of an adolescent girl's struggle with life's greatest problem, Alice Adams. And starring in that story as Alice Adams will be the greatest singing star of the screen in the most dramatic performance of her career, Deanna Durbin. And with her will be that popular young star, Alan Marshall, in the beautiful story of Alice Haddon. Until then, this is Roger Pryor speaking for your neighborhood good golf dealer and saying, Good night, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, the Gulf Oil Companies want to remind you that almost 600 cities in the United States and Canada are raising funds to maintain their hospitals, visiting nurses, child and family welfare, and other humanitarian services. So do your part. Contribute generously. Help your community mobilize for human needs. But Eastern speaking, this is the Columbia Broadcasting System. Welcome back. Well, a very good episode of Screen Guild Theater. And I I think, you know, the overall message and tone, it it does take some interesting uh, turns along the way. And I do like where the story ends up. And I think probably the highest compliment of a Screen Guild Theater episode is if at the end of it I'm thinking, I would really like to... Uh, see the movie, and that definitely has that uh, effect. Particularly in that final scene where uh, he runs into Virginia again. A lot that I think was probably in the film visually, uh, use lighting and other filmmaking tricks to tell, really we had to rely on James Cagney's narration at the end. Well, we turn now to listener comments and feedback, and uh, Randy wrote a little bit more about uh, Strawberry Blonde, Uh, and he says, uh, yes, not sure who else is in the adaptation, but the movie had George Reeves, Superman, and George Tobias, Abner Kravitz from uh, Bewitched. And he'd also mentioned uh, Rita Hayworth, who played Virginia in the film. Now, with radio adaptations, you generally don't get um, a full cast, or uh, you don't go very far down the cast in terms of who makes the appearance on the air. 
In this case, we got three of the four principal cast members, and after that, it was, you know, different actors who, you know, worked regularly with uh, the Screen Guild players. And that's kind of common. Sometimes you'll only get one or two back. I think the most I've ever heard, uh, the Philadelphia story, they... uh, when they adapted that for Victory Theater, and we, we did that in our Great Movies Over Radio series, uh, they got the all four of the main uh, leads back, uh, and also there was uh, the Screen Guild Theater adaptation of The Maltese Falcon, uh, where they were able to bring back Mary Astor, Sidney Greenstreet, Peter Lorre, and, of course, Humphrey Bogart. So generally, just beyond a few members of the principal cast, somewhere between one and four, usually one and three, uh, you're not going to hear the same people who are in the movie. But again, another reason to go out and see the movie. Thank you so much for the suggestion. I really enjoyed that and appreciated uh, your help, Randy, with uh, getting uh, getting this narrowed down. All right, well, join us back here on Friday as we'll bring you another episode in our Olivia de Havilland tribute. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.